And I would pray for you today that you would come to that place in your life and that you understand that when you leave here, don't leave, you're condemned. But understand what you've done. Understand you're not going to do it again. Understand you're going to fall in love with your husband or wife, but most important, you're going to fall in love with Jesus. And if you fall in love with Jesus, you will fall in love with each other. That's what the Bible teaches. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us for the conclusion of our series, exploring what the Bible says about divorce. Broken marriages have become sadly very common, but today Raul will show us that the Lord is unwavering in His desire for husbands and wives to enjoy lifelong relationships. Stay with us for assurances of God's goodness as He shows grace to those who've divorced and offers strength to those struggling in their marriage. Here's Raul Reese with the message, A Question on Divorce. Join us in Mark chapter 10. Now you may be here this afternoon and maybe you're divorced or you've got a divorce, whatever, or you're thinking of getting a divorce. And I'm just going to give you the Word of God, what God's Word says. We're not here to condemn anybody because that's not what the teaching of the Word of God does. Jesus loves and restores people's lives. And so let me read a couple of things that I wrote down. Number one, there are legitimate divorces that take place. But there are more illegitimate divorces than legitimate divorces. But I know that some marriages are very, very hard. There are things that maybe God has forgiven you with, but it's that conscience and those feelings that we have within each of our lives. And I know that the enemy saints always, always trying to condemn people. But marriage was ordained forever and ever and ever until death do us part. So help you God, I will. Marriage is not a part-time. It's a full-time. But also, it's a what? It's a time when you come together and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. So many couples today, they fall in love for selfish reasons. You want to use each other. And a lot of guys want to use the woman a lot of times too. But they think that if they get rid of the person in divorce, when they're married, it's going to better their lives. God has given us guidelines through the word of God. For example, in Malachi chapter 2.14, this is what it says. Yet you say, for what reason? Because of the Lord has been a witness to us. Between you and the wife of your youth, God is a witness. With whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife of by covenant. But did he not make them one, having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let no one deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. For it covers one's garment with violence, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously with the wife that God gave to you. 
Now, I know the proverb says there are wives that are very, they like to nag people. And it says that you need to be careful about nagging your husband. I know sometimes they need it for sure. But it's important that you and him get together, you pray together, you communicate together. Otherwise, you're going to have major, major marriage problems. You can't help it. Just that's the way it is. Isaiah the prophet says this in chapter 55, 11. He says, so shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return void unto me, but it shall accomplish what I please. So it shall prosper in the things for which I have sent it. God's word goes out and brings conviction. If you don't have conviction, something is wrong. There have been people coming here that uh, they find somebody here that they like. They're coming from another church, but the person's married here. And they're working on this woman or this guy to somehow break up their marriage. And I would hate to be in anybody's shoes that breaks up another person's marriage. When you come to Christ, you've repented. Awesome. God's forgiven you. Don't do it again. God will hold you responsible. Let's go and see in chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, what did Moses teach about divorce? He begins in chapter 10 with verse 1. He says, Then he rose, he arose from there, Jesus, and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. So he's moving away from the Sea of Galilee. And the multitudes gathered to him again. And as he was accustomed to, He taught them again, and then the Pharisees came and asked him a question. Jesus, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Great, great question. Is it lawful for someone to get a divorce? Look what he says in the same verse, testing him. They were trying to entrap Jesus, that he would say, oh yeah, it's okay. But remember, Jesus is God. He wrote the scriptures. And then he says this. It's a lawful for a man to divorce his wife, test him. And then he answered and said to them, What did Moses teach you? What did he command? He takes him word to the word of God. What does the Bible teach? And this is Jesus. And when you go back to the Bible, we'll read in a moment the book of Deuteronomy. Because that complete ministry that Jesus had, not only biblically, as he said to the Pharisees, they said and asked them, it's a lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him. And then Jesus comes back. He says, there's two schools of ministry that believe differently in marriage. Number one, the school of Rabbi Shemiah. He said more strictly, he said, he taught critical words of divorce. He said this, he said, some uncleanness refers to only the premarital sin. He says, this is the only way to get a divorce. Rabbi Hillel said, he permitted a man to divorce his wife for any reason, even burning of his food. Where a lot of you guys would be divorced, right? (laughs) But Rabbi Shemiah said, there's only one way to divorce, and that's adultery. That's what he said. Let me read to you from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18 through 24. The first marriage. That when God saw the loneliness of men, what did he do? He gave them a woman. Not two men, not two women. Men with women. In the beginning, God gave Adam and Eve as husband and wife. 
And while they were in the Garden of Eden, not only God showed him that he was to take care of his wife, but remember what happened. They sinned against God and they got kicked out of the garden. And when you look at Jesus, knowing not only that he is God, but when Moses writes, he writes with this. He says, when a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some uncleanness in her. She finds something wrong with her. He says, and he writes her a certificate of divorce. All he had to do is not go to the courts. He'd take a piece of paper, he would give it to her, and then she would take it to the priest or to the gates where the council was. He goes on to say, puts it on her hand and sends her out of the house. And she departs from his house and goes and becomes another man's wife. Notice. If the latter husband detests her and writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it on her hand and sends her out of his house, it says, or if later the husband dies, who took her as his wife, then her former husband, who is divorced, her, must not take her back to be his wife after she had been defiled. He says, for, for that is an abomination before the Lord. And you shall not bring sin into the land which the Lord your God has given to you as an inheritance. So in the Old Testament, it was very easy for a person to get divorced. But it was not according to the word of God. They were using excuses. Now, if you are here today, and God will speak to you, that you remember what he says in verse 4. He said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. That was according to the law of Moses. And Moses did it, he'll tell you in a moment, because of the hardness of their hearts. Their heart was hard. He says, that's the only reason God allowed you to get a divorce. Because he knew your heart would never change. You have to look at your integrity. You have to look at your heart. You have a conscience. You have a will. And through that conscience, I make up my mind if I'm going to obey God's will or my own will, disobey it. And then what happens, you have to reap to the consequences of disobedience. The word that he uses for suffer here, it carries the idea permit or allowing. To permit or to allow that person to get divorced. You see, the bill of divorcement was a protection for the wife. He had to clear state the reason for the divorce. They're protecting the wife against false and abusive accusations that the husband would make against his wife. A wife that he started by loving her and ended up hating her and getting rid of her. You know who gets hurt the most? The kids, the children. Because what happens, the children look at their mom and dad and they've been bringing them up, and all of a sudden, mom and dad are talking about divorce, and they're going to church, and they're learning about God, and they're learning what God's heart is, and the way God not only treats people, but when you accept Christ, what happens when you accept Him? And then all of a sudden, they're hurt, and they don't know what to do. So they rebel. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
Our mission is to equip you with God's Word as you walk with Him in close personal fellowship. For resources, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Don't forget, you can also order this entire study on divorce as an MP3 collection. We'll tell you about that in just a few moments. But first, let's return to Raul Reese and more of today's message, A Question on Divorce. Listen to what he says in verse 5 through 9. The reason why Moses is concerned, divorce. And then Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote this precept. Underline that. He never gave permission to divorce. He did it because of the hardness of their hearts. That's the reason. When you come to the New Testament... You come to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 21, to the end of the chapter, 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. You go into the Old Testament, the Proverbs. You have all these scriptures concerning a husband and a wife. And the greatest is Adam and Eve. And then it says this, that divorce is not God's perfect plan. His perfect plans for women to be joined or glued together permanently to her husband and the husband to his wife. Because, he says this, verse 6, from the beginning of creation, God made, notice, male and female, he says. Male and female. Why? Because God wanted them to be together, not separate. And then I think of how many times people come into the church very hurt. We talk to them, we share with them, and they're hurt because now they're in another marriage, but again, their children are not happy. They feel divided. There's only one way that can be healed, and that's through Jesus Christ. When they see you as a parent, not only seek you first the kingdom of God, but they see you that you're praying with them and you want to be a spiritual leader to them so they can develop and grow spiritually. Marriage has to be respected by women and men, by both, husband and wife. Because in verse 6, he says, for it says, but from the beginning of the creation, God made male and female. Notice that, from the beginning. God turns them over to the word of God. This is what the Bible teaches, not what you think. This is what the Bible teaches. And if the Bible teaches that, then I have to be aware of the scriptures so that I can live by the scriptures and not live by my feelings in my life. It is clearly stated in creation, God accounted for marriage. God made a single pair, male and female. I wrote this down in addition to the emphasis of the permanence of marriage. Polygamy, homosexuality, bestiality, or anything that rejects the word of God, for example, pornography and all these things, he says it doesn't unite you, it separates you from God in your marriage. And this is why I'm saying homosexuality and lesbianism, bestiality, and all these sins that the Bible talks about. In the book of 1 Corinthians, it talks about in the first a couple of verses, he says a husband and wife are having a problem or situation. He says, have that husband and wife separate and pray and fast. But if the husband or wife are having problems sexually, he says, return and join together. Otherwise, you're going to get tempted. You're going to commit adultery. Don't punish your husband. Don't punish your wife. You're married. You're married to one another. 
Go home and read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And then you say, well, my husband's verbally, physically abusing me. Then you need to go to a counselor. You need to tell me if you don't stop, I'm going to get a lawyer. And make him stop. If she's in a relationship, the same thing you tell you, you know what, we want you to stop that, or I'm going to have to take action. And there are so many hurting women and men that are hurting within the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because here Jesus says, the reason you left your home, verse 7, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be glued unto his wife. A husband and wife are not to go back and live with their parents. You separate from your parents. As a husband, you need to go to work and make a living for your wife and your kids. And then here Jesus is saying, For this reason, a man shall leave his father, his mother, and shall be glued unto his wife. The word there is to be glued. You take two by fours, you glue them together, wait overnight. The next morning you go in and try to take them apart. What happens? If you try to take them out, you can't. So you use a hammer and a chisel, and when you split them, what is it? All splintered. That's the way marriages are today. Splintered. And I would pray for you today that you would come to that place in your life and that you understand that when you leave here, don't leave, you condemn. Defeat it. But understand what you've done. Understand you're not going to do it again. Understand you're going to fall in love with your husband or wife, but most important, you're going to fall in love with Jesus. And if you fall in love with Jesus, you will fall in love with each other. That's what the Bible teaches. His command to leave here, the verb in the Greek here means to leave behind your mother and father. You leave them behind because now you have a new life. That's between you and your husband. When parents get involved with people's marriages, there's going to be big problems. For example, in verse 8, he says, And the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but they become one flesh. Husband and wife. When she's back there, you're going to get married. She's back there waiting for the doors to be open. You're up here waiting for her to come down. All of a sudden, the doors open. You have two people. But the moment she comes from there to here, and the father gives her away, And you take that woman and you start walking up the stairs and you come before the pastor to be married. Guess what happens? You become one. And when you go to the vows, you know, you say, I will take this person, whatever. I'll do all these things together. Then you become one. And this is why when you get married at the end, I want to pronounce you as husband and wife. I introduce to you so and so. Totally married now. The husband taking the relationship with God and then becoming the spiritual leader of their home with the wife and their children and supplying all their needs financially. Verse 9, he says, Therefore, what God has glued together, notice who does it? God does it. Let no man separate. Notice that to separate, any person separate that marriage. And imagine how many marriages are separated by other people. It could be parents. It could be a boyfriend. It could be a girlfriend. You're married and you're committing all these sins before God in your marriage. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10, he says, Paul, not to the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. If wife is not to depart from her husband, the word depart there means to divorce her husband. 
And then in chapter 7, verse 15, he says, But if the unbeliever departs, you have an unbeliever husband, doesn't want to stay with you. He departs. Let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called you to what? To peace. If he wants to leave, let him leave. Don't force him to stay. But if he's a Christian, it's a different story. That here you have a Christian father, Christian mother. They come together. Now they want to separate and they want to divorce. That you come together before you do that and pray. Pray for God's peace. To make sure that you're one with your husband and wife. But most important, you're one with God. For he's the one that judges. Any person that commits adultery, if they don't repent, they will go to hell, the Bible says. You cannot live under the sin of adultery. You cannot. When you come to that place of repentance, is number one, because the Holy Spirit has done one. He's convicted you of your sin. In the book of Exodus twenty fourteen, he says, you shall not commit adultery. Moses said that. Leviticus 20.10 says, The man who commits adultery with another man's wife, he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, an adulterer and an adulteress shall be put to death. Matthew 5.28, here is Jesus. But I say unto you, that whosoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery in her heart or his heart. Today in the New Testament, when you sin against God, what happens? The Holy Spirit becomes grieved. Why? Because he's a person. And the word grieve means to bring pain to that person. And the Holy Spirit lives in each one of our lives. You ever done something wrong in the Holy Spirit? You, you feel like, wow, man, you feel real bad? It's because you've grieved the Holy Spirit of God. But the Holy Spirit wants you to do what? He wants you to repent. And when you repent, you're back in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And thank God that he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can be convicted and we can be repentant and come back to the Lord. We hope it's been helpful for you to contrast God's cautions against divorce with the world's view of marriage as a temporary commitment. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to listen to this complete message, just call us at 800-634-9165, and for a gift of $5 or more, we'll send you an unedited version. Just ask for today's message, A Question on Divorce. If you're in a difficult place with your spouse and are considering a divorce, we'd like to tell you about the MP3 thumb drive of Rawls' four-part divorce series. You'll see that God's desire is always for a husband and wife to stay together, and if you're willing to wait on Him and submit to His Word, He can bring healing and renewal to your marriage. To order Rawls' four-message divorce series on MP3, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $12 or more. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We'd also like to mention several free resources for you. Email Rawl directly with your Bible questions and prayer requests. His address is pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. 
To review a program, browse our archives on Spotify and iTunes to download the podcast. You can also download our app for additional Bible studies, live stream teaching, and much more. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported ministry. Your partnership helps us keep sharing God's Word. Join us next time as we continue our marriage focus with a special broadcast. Rawl and his wife Sharon will encourage you to persevere in your relationship with your spouse as they draw from Scripture as well as their own personal experiences in more than 50 years of marriage. Now with a closing comment, here's Rawl. Thirdly, verse 10 to 12, the disciples question about divorce. And in the house, his disciples also asked Jesus. They just heard him. They're not sure. Now they're going to ask him again. Ask him about the same matter. So he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another one commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And the only way to forgive that is through repentance. Before you came to Christ, all things are brand new now. You did it in Christ. Make sure you don't do it again. And then you do it because you love the Lord, because you want your kids to see that you love them and that you care for them. In Matthew 5.32, Jesus said, I say unto you, again, that whoever divorces his wife or he, any person except sexual immorality and causes her to commit adultery and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits already adultery. Man, I pray that here God today would speak to each one of us individually and we could say, Lord, thank you so much for giving me an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Seven times, remember in the book of Revelation, in chapter 2 and 3, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.